0: the
1: another edition of Curveballs and Chair Shots, my name is Brandon Tanguba. Sitting beside me here, back in the Hobson household, is my lovely esteemed co-host, Dominic Hobson. Dominic, happy Valentine's Day.
0: Oh, thanks, Brandon. You know, um, I know I don't say this enough to you, Brandon, but I care about you deeply. And I'm happy that, you know, we do this together. I wouldn't want to do it with anyone else.
1: That was so beautiful. How are, are you in the studio audience doing on this lovely day of love? Well, uh... I don't really want
0: to give anything away here. But uh let's just say
1: it's lovely. Go to Dominic's Instagram. No. You can tell that you he's you don't. He's got a sugar mama. <laughs> That's
0: uh I was I was going to say that to the well okay. I, the studio once gave me an iPhone, bought me an iPhone, which I'm very grateful for. She didn't need to do that because, you know, Times or Doesn't exactly
1: mean it's his. She can go on it whenever she wants, but that that yeah. gives even that gives her even more power to go through it and yes, play I with know. it. Fuck with it. Yes, I know. And it's one
0: of those things can use my face ID? Oh look at that. Face ID worked. Woo
1: With the headset on. It knows, Dominic.
0: It knows. It knows how ugly I am. Now, I'm wondering, can we set it up with Oreo's face?
1: We're not going to do that right now. We've already delayed the podcast by like 10 minutes by you trying to start up and talking to Siri. By the way, what kind of a Siri are you going to get? you Are going to get like English Siri, Irish Siri, Australian Shuri? Siri? Siri? I'm going to get a Shuri Temple. All right, let's get things started. We have a lot of stuff to talk about. So once again, we are going to talk about baseball. Unfortunately, we are continuing on the Astros sign-stealing scandal. They had a press conference yesterday, I mean or I guess you can call it a press conference, they had the owner, Dusty Baker, Alex Bregman, and Jose Altuve. And it was a shit show. It was a terrible press conference. When it first happened, when they first announced that all the shit went down, Dominic and I kinda agreed that they should have a press conference, first day of spring training, put everything out there, apologize and they they kinda apologized, but it was just one of the shittiest apologies I've maybe ever seen in sports with something this big
0: well I mean my, my, my point of view on it is you know what what are you going to do about it I mean if you're sincere about it people still aren't going to give two shits about it so you might as well just be out there not even give two shits about the apology and just say you know what fuck it it's in the past yeah we fucked up maybe we did something really bad you know we're not the only ones that's ever cheated in the fucking sport of baseball like fucking get over yourselves blah blah blah
1: Dominic, I think I know the answer to this. Yes. But did you watch this and do you know exactly what happened?
0: No, I have no fucking clue. That's why I said what I
1: said. Exactly. So, I was at work, Brandon. You know, I could bury you on the ear right now and I could say, oh, Dominic, it's not that hard to go on your phone after the fact and catch up on what went it really down. It's really hard to do that. It's really hard. They, well, now that you have a new phone, there we go. Higher That's expectations why. that you can go and look up. You know,
0: it's probably like on like a lot, you know, it's probably like HD
1: and shit like that. I can actually see Jose out to a sweating. So I guess I should have done a better intro, basically just tell Dominic what happened so he could react to it. Yes. So Jim Crane, the owner uh-huh, yeah. of the Astros, basically came out and said that it, the sign-stealing didn't affect the game, like the literal game, because they had a good team and they won the World Series and that shouldn't really affect anything. Mm-hmm. No. Nope. And then somebody came back, The this was in a statement to open it, and then the some of the press questioned him on that. He said, oh, you said that, this doesn't affect the game. Why would you say that? And then he said, "I didn't say it," even though two minutes earlier he said that exact same thing.
0: So you're tell me, this owner shouldn't be an owner because he's a fucking retard.
1: Off to a blazing start, Dominic.
0: What? How do you how do you make a statement? It's like me saying, Brandon, I don't like cheeseburgers, and then I go and fucking eat a cheese fucking. Dominic burger.
1: dropped his phone for the second time. Shut the fuck up! I don't give a fuck. Fifteen minutes after am, opening it, I
0: am really heated about this, Brandon. I am pissed off. No, you don't get the phone. No, I'm setting it up. Anyways, Brandon, get back to the point at hand here. The Astro's owner should resign. Or sell the team.
1: I was not high on him, but I was like, okay, he did a good job. He took...
0: <laughs> you ever notice when he barks, his asshole fucking opens up? <laughs>
1: the asshole and the mouth barks.
0: Yes. <laughs> Are we not going to stop this?
1: Kobe! So as I was saying before, I was so rudely interrupted by the mascot. The owner, Jim Crane, I thought he did a good job early on by saying that we're not going to take this. You know, we're getting rid of the coach and the GM. MLB did what they did, but we're going to take it one step further. But now it seems as though that he was just putting all the onus on the GM and the manager, especially now that there's even more reports that have come out that definitely the higher up not saying he knew about it, but he probably knew about it because there was just so much uh, knowledge throughout the uh, upper part of the Astros organization. So this was a shitty apology from his side. Then moved on to the players, Alex Bregman just was, seemed so contrived and so... Uh, rehearsed. It just had no meaning and s- sounded very insincere. It sounded like just a statement. It sounded to be like honest. you apologizing to the studio audience. It's the. Uh, Me, I'm really sorry. You know, like I don't watch The Office, but it's the meme of Dwight where he like reads the statement that he's sorry, and it's just like one single sentence. And yeah. You know, I am sorry. That's basically what it sounded like. Only he didn't read off a piece of paper, but uh, yeah, that was terrible. And then. Jose Altuve, I'll give him a little more credit because English isn't his first language, but yet he sounded a little bit more sincere than Alex Bregman did. Mm -hmm. There's more, they uh, opened up the locker room later on to where they uh, had some questions fielded. You know, Carlos Correa said his piece, there's been other players that have come out and talked about it. that. Kind of helped out a little bit, but I think this press conference that so much bad publicity came out of this that people aren't going to look at what the players said in the locker room, which honestly, like, it was really nothing, but the that press conference was just so bad that it was basically the opposite of what we said they should have done. So how bad is it going to be when the Astros go to all the other teams... Oh, it's a complete shit show, especially now that we've seen more and more players come out against them. We have Trevor Bauer just fucking railing on MLB. Not only this, but some other stuff, which we will talk about. We have Cody Bellinger, who just absolutely tore them to shreds and was like, you know, Aaron Judge should we get the MVP. And, you know, it's basically bullshit that all these players, especially people who face the Astros, there's players who aren't in, don't have a job or have lost a significant amount of money yeah. because of the Astros and their scheme, and it's also come out that the A's uh, filed a formal complaint or whatever you call it towards the MOB about the sign-stealing scheme before Mike Fires went public with it through The Athletic,
0: mm-hmm. so
1: this definitely has been something that's brewing for a long period of time, and we knew this wasn't going to be over, this was going to definitely be something that happened throughout this, uh, It's going to be a story throughout the season and we, ho- we thought that the press conference would help die the heat down a little bit, but it's not. The players are starting to kind of revolt against the Astros. How many uh, over-under four-and-a-half brawls this year with the Astros?
0: I'm going to take the over. I I think, uh, especially in the AL, I, I, I think uh, maybe not so much the National League te- uh, teams, unless it's, you know... The Do- I, I i definitely see the Dodgers happening. I definitely see somebody throwing at uh, somebody. That's if
1: the Dodgers play the Astros. Which Do they don't. They? they don't. The AL West, if I can remember, I believe they're playing the NL East this year. Because I think I got some tickets for the Marlins, the mm-hmm. Braves. So I think they're playing the NL East this year. Oh, that's an issue. But, unless
0: they make it to the World Series again, you know.
1: But you know, pr- pretty much, I, I don't know what the A's will do, but a lot of the rivals, the Yankees, are probably going to do something. Especially, I can see the. I, I see. Okay, here's the thing: I don't see the
0: A's doing it unless Mike Fire
1: starts. That would be very interesting. I'm hoping that the there's a like one of the opening series that Mike Fires pitches against the Astros. We're definitely definitely going to have to go to that game. Yeah, because
0: well, here and here's the, but here's the thing: if you're an umpire. And is that the first thing you say in the in the you know the home plate meeting is I don't give a there's no warnings if I believe you're intentionally hitting someone you're done is that the first thing you say or do you let it play out and okay oh yeah he got hit okay and then oh okay another guy hit okay let's like what would you do if you're if you're a crew chief what would you do
1: that's a very awkward situation to be put in because I don't know how the umpires feel about this Mm -hmm. if it was my call yes I might be a little biased being the A's fan but I think the first game or first series I'd be like okay let them have their fun you beam once okay after the first one you give a warning you say no more yeah Astros don't get a rebuttal you you took your one and that's it no more for the rest of the series no more for the rest of the season as long as I'm umpiring yeah so I, I would have a very short leash but I would still give them a little bit of slack to do one thing, as long as they're not headhunting.
0: Yeah, I mean, yeah, I hit I hit you in the back, whatever, the lower lower back, okay, you know what? Hey, Astros, you're a piece of shit. You deserve it, right? But, okay, second one, that's too much. Now, who do you hit?
1: Altuve? Uh, maybe, I mean, you could hit Altuve. Correa's probably going to be the first one up, or maybe Springer. So I don't know if you wait to do the, maybe if you, you do middle of the lineup, but then if you do Altuve and Bregman, who are kind of the face of this, it does seem like, I don't know if you try to hide a little bit and do it like in the fourth inning with the runner on first, 2-2 mm-hmm. two, two count, and be like, oh, I wasn't trying to hit him, I was yeah. trying to get a strike out, and I just went inside a little too much. Yeah.
0: You know, Brandon, this is going to be a great series, and a great gear for the Astros. You know why? A lot of
1: bruises. Yeah, people are saying, like, oh, the Astros, you know, I still, they're still a great team. Oh, yeah. It, it does take away from the success they've had, but it will be interesting because there's rumors and speculation that they were cheating even during the 2019 World Series. So now that everyone's on edge and they know what's going down, we should see how good the Astros really are, because we've always thought they've been really good. Who knows how much uh, stock that, or how much this actually helped them.
0: We'll find out. Who Was, was it Bellinger that said that they should get
1: stripped of the title? Is it Bellinger? I don't know. Bellinger definitely went in, Went He's in pissed, on them yeah. yesterday. So good for Bellinger. Good for Cody. At least
0: I'm happy that the players are being very vocal, because fans, yeah, we can be pissed off
1: because because you're protecting 25 guys. Yeah. In but you're also hurting the other 300 or whatever other players that had to face them and yeah. some of them lost money. Some of them aren't in the league anymore. Some of them got demoted. There's just lost their job. You never know. Yeah. with all this shit, so, moving on, continuing on in the baseball realm, of course, we talked about the Mookie Betts trade last mm-hmm. week, and then, of course, as soon as we publish it, it all goes to hell, because the Red Sox, the minor league pitcher, did not really pass his physical. Don't know if that also had to deal with how much backlash they're getting from the public, but the whole Mookie Betts trade, that trade, went kaput. The, uh, twins backed out of the deal and then we got a new deal to where now the Dodgers have the minor league pitcher and so basically it's pretty much the same trade but just some things had to get moved around and some other shit so nothing too much to talk about but this happens from time to time you get an early report and then just a team backs out because of a physical or maybe some other things they can blame it on the physical I mean do you,
0: if Okay, if you're Mookie Betts, do you want to get moved, do you think? Or do you think you want to stay in, in Boston, in your honest opinion?
1: Well, Boston's not going to do anything this year. You only have one more year left on your contract. Might as well play for the best team in the National League and maybe the, the show. So, if they're going to pay you the same regardless, might as well be in a beautiful city like L.A. and a beautiful team like the Dodgers. You work for the Dodgers or something? I do not work for the Dodgers. Went to a few games. Nice ballpark. It's old, but mm-hmm. it's it's a uh, it holds up a lot more than, than mm-hmm. the Coliseum does, even though it's older than the Coliseum by okay. a little bit. Okay. Then because of that trade falling apart, the Jock Peterson trade to the astro the Angels has gone kaput. So now the Dodgers are even stronger than we thought last year because now Jock Peterson is still going to be on the team for now. He might get moved. Maybe he they restructure the deal with the Astros. Maybe they move him somewhere else. But with the Astros? Maybe the Astros. Who knows? Or the Angels. Oh, Angels. Too many A's. Maybe, yes. he, maybe he goes to the A's. Doubt maybe he it. Goes,
0: uh, I doubt Would you it. be happy?
1: Would you be mad? They already have a crowded outfield. The A's are pretty much set the entire season, except for the second base position and the batch backup catcher position.
0: Is uh, Fegley still catching, or do they go with the with the? With Fegley the is
1: not catching for them anymore. Any any Who's the catcher? The
0: rookie guy, right?
1: Yeah, Sean Murphy. Okay. Uh, the reason I remember Sean Murphy is because that's the exact same name of the guy on The Good Doctor. Very good show. Hmm. Yeah, uh, set in San Jose. Oh really? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Uh, then we more we got even more MLB news to talk about. We got the 2022 MLB playoffs has been proposed a new format. Dominic, do you know what this is? Uh, yes, I do. But why don't you tell uh, the folks about it. Why don't you talk about it, Dominic? No,
0: no, no. I'll let you take the lead, man. I mean, I've been talking a lot on this podcast already. No, 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 Brandon, you are the leader of Kerr and Chair Shots. I think this is all on
1: you, but go ahead and take it away. Okay, I mean, if you insist. So, the current format is five teams, the three division winners, and then the two two wildcard teams with the one-game playoff. So, the proposed playoff for 2022 is that there's going to be seven teams with the three division winners. The top seed gets a bye- Then, the other six teams play each other in a three-game series. All three games are played in one stadium. Then, uh, I don't know if it's the very first round where they get to pick their opponents, or if it's the round after that, but there's an element to it where the team, the higher-seeded teams, get to pick who they play against. And then that moves on to the divisional round, where it's five-game series, and the championship round, where it's seven series, and the World Series seven games. And some people like it, some people hate it. Trevor Bauer hates it. Uh, the Major League Baseball was one of the hardest, I think the hardest, uh, way to get into the playoffs with 10 teams out of 30. The, I think NFL is kind of the hardest as well, but I kind of like that about Major League Baseball. It's such a grind that you should put a lot of emphasis on the regular season. So, Dominic, you're, uh, obviously not your first thoughts because you knew about this already. Oh, but yeah, no, yeah, I knew about it. Um, I mean... I, I, I kind of actually do
0: like this new idea a little bit, um, just for the aspect of, like you said, getting in is pretty hard. If you can get a few more teams in there, you never know. I, I personally love an upset. I love it when the underdogs, you know, a wild card team gets in and wins. Yeah, it's just because, I'm not saying because I was a fan at the time, but like when the Giants were in the wild card and they went all the way and won the World Series, I thought that was a pretty cool thing because you're you're a really good team. You just didn't have a few wins when it mattered and you get eliminated. No, wild card, I like it. Um I'm just curious so so top seed gets a bye so I mean so you have the division the division So you have 3 division winners.
1: Yes. Then you have four wild card teams. The number okay. 1 seed gets the bye, which leaves 6 teams so then those 6 teams play in three three-game series, all in one place, so they don't bounce back and forth. So it gets it done quicker. I assume it's three days in a row. I would assume so.
0: Okay, well, yeah, I mean, I think that I think it won't hurt to do it for at least one try and see how everybody likes it. I,
1: think, I don't think you do it for one season. I think you go with it. You gotta stick to your guns. Sure. I am not the biggest fan of it. I'm not, not. super-duper opposed to it. I don't really like You're it. You're afraid of change. I was actually going to give my own proposal that's kind of similar, but actually very different I don't really like the aspect of like picking your own opponent, like, I don't understand what they think that's going to happen, like they're saying oh, there's like the reality aspect and chalkboard material, but it's like the teams are just going to be like okay, here's the stats, we match up better with that team, there you go they're not just going to come out and say, bro, the fucking Indians suck dick, and now we're going to pick them because we whooped their ass the entire season, we're going to whoop them again in the playoffs, then it's not going to happen so, so what do you? So my proposal, yes. is we go old school. We go back in the day, twenty five years ago, not too long. We go back to only two divisions, two. Uh, yeah, so we have East and West. You can split it up, fifteen teams or whatever, or not even you know you know seven teams and ones, eight teams and the other, whatever you want to talk about it. So then, the you have two division winners. Then you have so basically my thing is you make it like the the uh, football playoffs, where you have two teams, the division teams get the bye, so then you have four wild card teams. Those four wild card teams play in a series, a three-game series, and then those two teams move on to the divisional round, and then those two teams play in the championship round. You understand what I'm saying? So very similar to the football. So
0: the same uh, amount of teams that are in it now, because the new one in 2022 is more... But it correct? puts
1: more of a... Yeah, puts more of a reward on winning the division. And I would also cut back on the reg- number of regular season games. I love baseball. This season's way too fucking long. Like, go back to... Uh, I don't know exactly how much it was, you know, back in the 30s or whatever, but you go back to 148 games, 130-something games. I say you chop off half a month, a month worth of games, so you can have that longer period of time because you're going to make the baseball season even longer when... So basically, you're devaluing the regular season even more because more teams are going to be in the playoffs. So then, what's the whole point of all these games when there's more teams who didn't win the division in the playoffs than teams who did?
0: So let me ask you this. So, with the new proposal and going off of what you're saying, um, would you, as a, as a, I would say, a gigantic baseball fan, right?
1: I think that's fair to say. Um,
0: would you be more upset to see more of these lesser teams? win the World Series, because...
1: You know. I don't have a problem if, like, a uh, 500 team wins the World Series. It's just, like, it's not probably going to happen, because there's a reason there are 500 team, especially in the long haul that is baseball. Over a period of time, we pretty much know there's the really good teams that win 100 games, there's the 90-win teams, and so on and so forth. So, it could happen. You could get hot at the right time. Who knows what that... Uh, three game layoff would do for the the teams who have a bye. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean, Dominic, what did you think of my proposed playoff format where it's very similar to what the NFL is doing? I mean,
0: I I I like it and I don't. I mean, I I think if I'm being honest, I think I would I would like more teams. Just because like I said, I like the fact that, you know, yeah, you have the really great teams, you have like Dodgers, Yankees, um, you know, you have the teams that always usually make it, um, I, like I said, I like a good underdog, I would like to see a team that probably can't make the playoffs, or, you know, maybe, maybe after all-star break, go on a really big hot streak, and just end up coming up a little too short, you know, I would, uh, Rather see them and then seeing the Dodgers or seeing you know the Yankees or any of these teams I've always seen. Um, but that's just me, my honest opinion. I like yours. Yours is cool. I mean, I rather see, I rather try the MLBs first before I see yours if I had a choice.
1: Wow, no, no love for my idea because mine's super radical. You know, I'm just a stupid not that I liberal. I don't have
0: love. It just you know. I'd rather see more teams first, man. Mine has
1: the same amount of teams. Okay, one less team. There Whatever. you go. See? Okay, that one less team is going to fucking run the table and go to the World Series. Maybe, you never know. There's a reason the 7-9 Seahawks didn't go to the Super Bowl that year. Why? Because they're a 7-9 team.
0: Hmm. Hmm. But didn't, uh, who made the play? Who made the playoffs this year for,
1: in the NFL that? The Titans. There you go. But they're a 10-win team, not a 7-win team. Whatever fuck you hope. Anyways, speaking of football, we can kind of go over this really quickly. Miles Garrett has been reinstated. His total suspension was six games. End up losing one point six million dollars. Not very shocking that he is reinstated. Dominic, your thoughts on him coming back? I don't know how to feel about it. I
0: don't think he should. Uh, I don't think he should come back. Miles' opinion. I think
1: his ass should stay. You know, stay gone. I I think you just suspend him for one game, so you have the entire season, whole post or off season where he's gone. He loses even more money. You uh, you basically tell him like we're gonna bring you back the first game of the season, but so stay in shape and you can come back. But it really puts him behind the eight ball, similar to you know Ezekiel Elliott and some of these other playoff these other players who have held out. So it's uh, only technically a one game suspension or added on suspension, but it's even longer because of he's not able to be in the facilities and work out and he has to do everything on his own.
0: You know, um correct me if I'm wrong, this is the one that hit uh Rudolph with his helmet, right?
1: There's a reason he was indefinitely suspended.
0: I just wanted to make because sure, 'cause I'm thinking of so I'm thinking of somebody else that got into a fight in, in a spring training camp. Um and now I'm fucking lost. I'm sitting because you're stupid in your
1: fucking phone, dog. It's a new phone. I'm fucking happy.
0: <laughs> Anyways, what is
1: there? I mean, I understand being happy about a new phone, but what is there to do on it? It's pretty much the exact same phone. It's a, it's an iPhone, so everything's just the same, but upgraded. You. There you go. Put it in your phone. you millennial, and put it in my phone. Put it in your pocket. You know, I have had so much energy drink and caffeine. I'm just I look like the mascot. Myself. That's about the humpest toy. Had to, had to, you know, get me shut the fuck up. Happy Valentine's Day, Royo. <sighs> then, continuing on with the football. Sure. We got maybe the biggest news yeah. of the season. Uh huh. Jameis Winston, mm-hmm. free agent. Yes. First ever person to throw 30 touchdowns and throw 30 interceptions. hmm. Has got LASIK eye surgery. So now Jameis Winston will be able to see clearly now that the rain is gone. I'm proud of him.
0: I think, uh,. Okay, hang on. Before I say anything, do you really think this is gonna work for him?
1: I mean, it won't help. It won't hurt, right? It should help him. I mean, I I, I don't know exactly his situation, but do you? How much? I don't know. I'm not gonna put too much stock into. That's the reason he threw thirty picks. Cause how how bad is his eyesight to where he can't see like a middle linebacker jumping the route? Yeah. Like I if mean, that was the case, then why didn't you do it earlier? Yeah. And
0: well. If, if it's that bad, too, don't you think you would have been, like, a hey, i Maybe
1: it's something to where, like, he can't, because I heard somewhere that, like, he can't really read the play sheet, because he, he has to squint and can barely see it, because the font is too small, so maybe it would help him in understanding and remembering the plays more, because he can clearly read the, the plays, and read all the fine print that, and everything, so maybe that Don't
0: can... they read it to him? Doesn't he go, like, okay, they want me to play, they want me to run, you know, Slant 95, Zebra, Alpha, David, I don't know. But
1: how is he supposed to? Re- if he can't read it, how is he supposed to remember what all those words mean? I mean, if you're if you're a good quarterback, you should you should know. You're, you're only know a rest. center, so you only had to worry about like the one center, the only the one word about the. As Dominic is, oh, he's got to pull out the wallet. Yeah, I got to pull Studio it out. Studio audience you know. paying for the phone, but won't pay for the case. That's Dominic's problem. I don't even know where I did it with the gift card. I know it's somewhere. Because Dominic is the employee of the month. For his work over at For Outdoor. his work. Good job, For Brandon. his work at Outdoor Supply Hardware. In Moraga. In Moraga. Go check out your boy. Go maybe may, your maybe boy. if you uh, say curveballs and chair shots at checkout, he will give you a massive discount. <laughs> and because he is the employee of the month, he did not get a bonus. Straight cash, homie. But instead, he gets a $25 Amazon gift card. sh boy Which he is turning into a phone case. Exact, uh... Same, or a little cheaper, a little more expensive? I'm, I'm, I have no idea. Yeah. It's the phone case is $17, so you got, and, a and a screen protector. So Dominic's got to have to pay for something. Oh, and
0: by the way, you might want to uh, change the payment method of the card, because if not, you're charging my debit card,
1: and that uh, changes everything. It's unlocked. Similar to Jameis Winston, now you have a new phone. Yes. Two cameras instead of one. Mm-hmm. You can see clearly, take great photos. Man, take dick pics. Dominic is going to take portrait mode dick pics now. Yes. He's so elegant, it's going to look like a Please painting.
0: DM the podcast if you would like to see my dick in portrait mode.
1: Someone, I'm just saying. That. I'm going to say that just to see. Men only. Men only. No. P- I'm not going to. I'm not going to get in trouble. <clears throat> so let's move on. <laughs> we got the. <clears throat>
0: yes we're not used to doing this we got
1: the XFL
0: It's back what yeah let's not do that anymore the XFL is back let's not do that anymore you don't, you don't let's like just my, scratch that right you don't there. like my Vincent let's press just scratch you it. have
1: Dominic's pick I can't do my XFL gimmick we don't know how long this league is gonna last so I gotta milk it for what it's worth mm, then work on it okay yes 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 baby thank you uh, week one of the XFL Dominic I think I already know the answer to this how much of it did you watch Let's see.
0: I was working. At, was I working? This was last Saturday. No, I was off. No. What was I doing? Do you have Prime? No, I did not have Amazon Prime. I don't remember. I remember I caught half of it. Of no, I what? No, I was I? Like, oh, I was doing the podcast with you. Remember? Watched kickoff, and then you had to turn it off because I kept wanting to. I couldn't watch and do the podcast.
1: Which means as soon as you got home, you were glued to your TV and watched every second of it. I, I, not of the first game, no. The second game, yes. Okay, so you did actually watch the XFL. Yes. How hard is that to say?
0: I watched the XFL.
1: Pretty well, hard. What were your thoughts on that? Um,
0: I didn't, I didn't really pay much attention before. I'm, I'm I didn't really know a lot of it up until the game. Like, in I his
1: defense, we didn't really talk a lot about it leading up um, in the podcast. We've but I actually do.
0: do enjoy the kickoff a lot. Um. I think that's pretty much the only takeaway I have from my life. I just enjoy the kickoff. I like how it's everybody's just there, catch it, then you go. I kind of like it. It's
1: different. Overall, would you uh, give a grade to the XFL? How, how like how were your expectations compared to what actually happened?
0: My expectations, you know, I, Brandon, I don't know if I ever told you this, but I went to an XFL, XFL game once. went to the San Francisco Demons game. And, um,
1: you actually have told me this, and if you want to, you can go on my, on my YouTube channel, mm-hmm. Brandon Tanguma, mm-hmm. and we have a clip of it. So when the first news came out, we actually talked about it, huh? really? and you can hear our first impressions nice. of the XFL announcement. Um, huh? And Dominic tells a story. Uh, I,
0: I'm pretty sure you, and and you did not exist because this is back like an elementary school.
1: Anyways. Dominic, going to the XFL game, not the podcast. Yes. Uh, the studio audience has been here since day one. Any hoots. For better or for worse. Any but definitely hoots. for better.
0: Any hoots. I can going say any hoots so many times. Any hoots. Um, so, you know, I've actually seen it live in person. And I would say that I enjoyed this new era of XFL a lot better than the old one. My expectations were pretty low just because I didn't know much about it, much differences, you know... I remember, I remember a lot of the XFL being very violent, and I know that's not what they can do nowadays. So um, I was just wondering what was going to be so different. So, but I really, really enjoyed it. I think it's a true um, competition for the NFL. It's not a competition for the
1: NFL, Dominic. It's a huge competition. Let's... It's like AEW and WWE, but NFL and XFL. Let's do this, baby. I was moderately impressed by the XFL. It is week one, so there's the curiosity factor. They drew pretty good ratings, obviously nothing compared to what they drew uh, 19 years ago back in week one of the first incarnation. They drew like 15 million. This one drew about 3 million per show. But week one, there's usually the interest intriguing factor of what the hell is this. So week two, week three moving forward is definitely going to be the test for them. Week one, I thought it was good. I think I give it a B plus. You can definitely tell that it was a minor league product. The play on the field. I thought the the first game was probably the perfect game for it because it was a close game, high scoring, entertaining. You had a good crowd. Uh, you know, you had Cardell Jones, one of the bigger names in the league, so I think everything kind of worked out in that first game. You had ESPN talking about the over-unders, the spread, and so that made it very much different. You had ESPN doing one thing, Fox doing the other thing. so they were, you know, it's still the same league, but you can kind of tell that they took two different approaches, and overall, I'd probably give it a B plus next week, or this week. I don't exactly know what to expect. I think people will still tune in. I don't think it's going to fall off a cliff, ratings-wise. I think they'll I don't think they're gonna draw three million. I think they'll probably draw somewhere to two, maybe in the high ones. But the XFL is funded for at least three seasons is what they say. Will it last? I don't know. I think there is good aspects to it. There is some things they can clean up. I really did like the transparency with the review rule, with the guy in the press box looking at the play. We can hear what he's talking about, so that should be implemented in the NFL. I think listening in on the coaches calls, calling plays, that's never going to happen. But some other things, as you said, the kickoff I thought was good. The timing rules at the end I thought were different, very similar to college football, but just kind of tweaked a little bit to where even after they spot the ball, you still stop the clock for five seconds. So overall, I thought it was definitely a good, good stuff. Good stuff. What would you... Uh,
0: um no, not what would you do. I'm sorry. I'm thinking of something else. How do you feel about the whole, they already tr- they already fired a, de- a defensive coordinator. They already made trades, like, so willy-nilly. How do you feel about that?
1: I mean, it's the, it's the season. If you're trying to make some moves with this XFL, I mean, people don't exactly know what to expect. And that's why, hopefully, later on in the season, the play on the field will get better because the teams are more acclimated to playing football. They know the schemes, they know the play calling, and they'll be able to run a lot more efficiently. Now, the defensive coordinator who got canned, I mean, if you're just going to judge off of one game, he did deserve to get canned because I think his team gave up like the most points out of the four games, and it was his his defense was trash. So, can't blame You can't blame them then, right? Can't blame them. Mm -hmm. Okay. So, we'll definitely stick with the XFL. Dominic, would you like to introduce a new segment? On the podcast. So, everybody, you heard of Dominic's Picks. Are you ready, Brandon? I'm sitting down, so I think I'm ready. No,
0: I said, are you ready? Get it? It's like a DX thing, yeah?
1: It's the XFL. But Vince McMahon says it has nothing to do with the WWE. Oh. Anyways,
0: everybody, this is the first installment of XFL Dominic's Picks.
1: Because Dominic is trying to make it big. They have the XFL app where you can pick your uh, scores of what so, the so games are going to be. It says so, Dominic week 2, 500,000, presented by Bud Light Seltzer. Oh, yeah, that's also what I loved about the XFL the video that was going around of the, it the Battle Hawks, yeah. I think, after their win, just chugging seltzers and going crazy. I thought that was a lot of fun. So, hopefully, we can see more uh, players chugging some Bud Light Seltzers. And uh, so yes, Dominic, trying to win big as we try to fund our Vegas trip. Yes, we are going to Vegas. It is official. We'll talk about that later. We will talk about that later. But, when WrestleMania goes somewhere. But anyway, five hundred
0: thousand. You get, There's three games for week two. Should there be four games? Uh, I see three on my thing. Let's see, twee. Okay. So you already get bio weeks. So you have the Tampa Bay Vipers going against the Yellow Dragons. I chose Tampa Bay Vipers to win, and I chose the score to be 17-10. to What do you think is going to happen, Brandon? Read me back the uh, two names, the Vipers versus... Vipers and the Dragons. Both of those teams... The Randy Orton's versus the Ricky Steamboats. Both of those teams lost, right? Uh, I believe so, yes. It doesn't say it on the thing? Uh, No, but if
1: I go back... I can... Come on. Come on, App. Mm. I don't know, but... Both of those teams, I thought the white, because I think they're both on the road, they had a white and green aesthetic to them. I did like their uniform, so there you go. Okay, so who are you going with? The Vipers.
0: Okay, you're going with the Vipers. You're green with me.
1: Okay, come on, Dominic. Let's move it along. Okay,
0: second game, we have the Dallas Renegades versus the Los Angeles Wow Cats. I have the Renegades going 24-10. to 10.
1: You know, Dominic, with the one, two, and three-point conversions, there can be some wonky scores, so you're going very conventional here with these scores. I am. Okay, keep it straight. I feel it. Yep.
0: Do you not have a guess? Or anything? Not really. Let's try to get okay. this shit going. Wow, you know what? You don't like it when I'm taking over, huh, for football? Huh? You don't like it, huh? Dominic, I'm tired. Let's go. Fine, the last game. We have the St. Louis Battlehawks versus the Houston Roughnecks. I have the Roughnecks going 20-10. to 10.
1: I'm going to go with the Battlehawks because they have the greatest punter in the XFL, Marquette King. And he is going to lead his team to victory with great punts and great field position. If it wasn't for his dumbass fucking teammates, he would add a great punt down at the one. But no, his fucking dumbass kicked it in the back of the end zone for a touchback. And in the XFL, the touchback goes to like the 40 or something, which really fucked over his team. Okay, calm the fuck down, all right? That- Marquette King should be in the NFL. X- He's like the punting version of Colin Kaepernick. Nigga, guess XFL, calm down. Okay, I'll calm down, Dominic. <laughs> now, <laughs> let's move on to the NBA play- or standings. Maybe talk about the playoffs a little bit. We are at the halfway point, pseudo halfway point, with the All-Star break coming up, or the All-Star game coming up this weekend. So we're going to run down the standings as they are right now. Would you like to start off, Dominic, with the East? Or the West.
0: Let's go with the East Coast. You know why? Because
1: it's the least coast. Yes. We have the... Nothing happening over there. Milwaukee Bucks, the number one team in the East and the number one team in the league with a 46-8 and record. They stand atop everybody six and a half games ahead of the number two Raptors. So, Dominic, we... Did you pick the Bucks? Who did you pick to come out the East? I believe I picked the Bucks. Looking pretty good right now. Do you think there's anybody... Well, let's just kind of talk with the Bucks. Are they set? And do you think they can make a run and be this dominant the entire season? I think as
0: long as the Raptors and the um, the Heat don't
1: pop off, I think the Bucks all the way. So we have the Raptors, second place, minus six and a half. Celtics, minus eight. The Heat. Minus 11. So would you say those are the three teams? We have the 76ers also there. Minus 12 and a half. They're, so they're kind of floundering. right They now. are floundering. Yeah. They're not very good on the road. There's Joel Embiid crying. He's and booed Jimmy in Butler in sub-tweeting him. Or you can't sub-tweet somebody on Instagram. Slide into the comments. And I picked them to go to the finals. I'm not very confident in that pick. I think I'm going to be a homer. And I'm going to say the Heat. I think the Heat are doing very, very well. Jimmy Butler. Yeah, has, Andre Gidala. That's why they're doing so Yeah, you got Iggy and Jimmy on that team. I think they're going to be uh, very well, do very well. I think they will face the Bucks in the Eastern Conference Finals. I know I picked the Heat to win. Emotionally, I'll, I'll say they're going to win. But with my head, let's be honest, the Bucks are probably going to, as long as they don't choke like they did last year, I think they'll, they'll do it. I mean,
0: I think the ones you got to worry about the most that could dethrone Bucks, Heat, Celtics and and Philly.
1: The Pacers number 6, uh 32 and 23, so they're above 500. Victor Oladipo has come back from injury, but yet he's not uh, he, they haven't been doing so well since he's come back Dominic any maybe they're not going to make the finals, but do you think the Pacers have any chance of making some sort of run? I mean,
0: hey, we've seen weirder things happen, so I'm not do- going to...
1: Dominic likes all those random teams in the playoffs, and he likes an underdog story. Yes, we've sir. we learned that today. Yes, sir.
0: You know why? That's what, Ray Mysterio is one of my favorite wrestlers of all time.
1: And then the bottom half of the East, like it normally is, is a shit show. We got the Nets, 25 and 28, Magic, 24 and 31, and then, yeah, the Wizards, 9 seed 20 and 33. So, those teams aren't going to really do anything. Kyrie hasn't really been playing. Who knows when KD is going to come back. He can't come back this so, year. So... Yeah, it's the the East, of course, like it always is, is very top heavy. Let's talk about this Western Conference, dog. Let's talk about the West. The Lakers stand atop at 41 and 12. The Nuggets are number two, behind by four games. So, take those two teams, Lakers. Your pick to win the whole damn thing. Yeah, boy. How are you feeling about that right now? Didn't make any moves at the trade deadline, but feel, pretty feel, feeling right pretty good right now. Feeling pretty good, Steve. Feeling pretty good. That's it. Your thoughts on the Nuggets, still a young team. Very surprising. Didn't do very well last year in the playoffs, but maybe that experience will help them, and they can make a run for it this year.
0: Very surprising that there are a couple teams in the West that are doing really good, and they are one
1: of them. Then we got my pick to win the whole shebang bang the Los Angeles Clippers, mm-hmm. Uh 37-18, and 18 minus five games. Not the strongest record, but I think with the load management and the play, the PG-13, and Kawhi Leonard not playing a lot. I think that hurts them, but once they get to the playoffs and everyone's playing, I think they'll definitely make a run for it, and I yeah. think we will get the L.A. Western Conference Finals. Which would be fucking amazing. Then, your thoughts on the Clippers? Pretty um, much same thing?
0: Yeah, I mean, I, I think the only thing I would say is, you know, they're doing fairly good with... Kawhi and Paul not playing as much. Um, but at what point do you say, enough is enough, you're fucking playing the rest of the season?
1: I don't think you want to rush it. You want to test it, because you, you never know. You What happened to KD? He rushes it back, and then he blows the Achilles.
0: Damn, that I'm going to cry.
1: We had uh, We it, have man. a cluster for 5, 6, and 7. The Rockets are... Fifth, then the Thunder, and the Mavericks. I think the Mavericks are very good. I think they can make a late push to maybe jump up to that five, four, maybe even three seed. Who knows? So out of those three teams, Dominic, anything really stands out to you? Which teams do you think could make a move or have a strong run in the playoffs? Oddly enough,
0: I agree with with you with the Mavericks. I think uh, what they're doing there, Luca, man, he is something something else, bro. Um, I just, I don't, I don't see the Mavericks maybe making that late but I do see them being one of those teams where, you know, if you're sitting up atop and you're kind of looking down, you go, damn, I kind of hope we don't play the Mavericks.
1: The Grizzlies, as of this moment, are the eight seed. They have a 3-4 game lead over the Trailblazers. Then there's the Spurs and the Pelicans. And then the Suns are kind of hanging around. or well, I guess not hanging around there, but uh, Pelicans. They finally get Zion back. Do you see them making a move they're God, no. down nine games behind five hundred. No. Don't think they can sneak in? No. All right. No. And then who thought we were gonna be here? I think Dominic was a little higher on the wars than I was. I was. I was. They are currently the worst team in the entire association at twelve and forty three, thirty games behind the Los Angeles Lakers. So here we come, number one pick.
0: Okay. I don't want to stay too long on this, but is the
1: downfall of the
0: Warriors, is it losing Kevin Durant, or is it losing Clay and Steph?
1: It's definitely the injuries. Yes, KD leaves, and you knew there was going to be a drop-off. It's maybe not a significant drop-off, but you knew that maybe they go from the number one team to the number three, four, five team. With no Clay, no Steph, and with the big three making so much money, you, and they have such a young team behind them, you, you knew that this team was not going to be very good. If,
0: if they were able to keep the... Line up the 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 roster of last year minus Kevin Durant, so you have still have Quinn Cook, you still have Jordan Bell, you still have you have all these bench players that were still there. You still have Iggy. Would we still be doing this bad? You think?
1: Well, if you just say we have every they have everybody besides Kevin Durant, it's still a pretty damn good team. Okay, well with Clay and Steph being hurt, well then, oh well with Clay and Steph being hurt, I think they're. Bottom of the barrel. I don't think they're this bad. I think they would probably be maybe the Trailblazers or the Spurs, you know, on the outside looking in below 500, but uh, not the, the. I wouldn't say the laughing stock because people see exactly what's going on and they're scared of what's going to happen next year and the year after that because they got draft picks and they got the Splash Brothers coming back. Look at you.
0: You look like, you look a little nervous thinking, uh, just, I see, see it in your face right now. You look a little nervous thinking about next year. With a healthy, with with a healthy, with a healthy, clay and a healthy staff, and maybe a re- rejuvenated Draymond when he gets that bag. Let's wait and see.
1: Now that'll do it for us for sports. Now let's move on to the wrestling. The Rock, the Rock's daughter Pebbles, yes Pebble, uh, or known as Simone Johnson. Mm-hmm is starting at the Performance Center. She reported there a few days ago. It is official. Haven't really seen anything of her. Don't know if she's worked anywhere else. But Charlotte was able to get out of her dad's shadow. I think maybe The Rock has a bigger shadow because he's such a mainstream star. Don't know what she can do. She, I don't even know if she really has an athletic background like Charlotte did. But we have to wait and see.
0: Okay, so I'm going to spitball this, Okay. Does she use rock bottom and people's elbow, or do you think because Charlotte Charlotte has the figure eight? Does she reinvent the rock bottom and people's elbow, or does she just totally go away from anything that has to do with the rock?
1: I think when you have the dad who's as famous as uh, the rock is obviously, you have to acknowledge it. You can't just ignore the fact. I mean, she looks like him, so. You can't do the people's elbow. As much as I love the rock, that's one of the stupidest moves in wrestling. And you need the crowd to just be going apeshit for that thing to actually work. And you can't just bring out, you know, a 23-year-old green girl who the crowd is going to get behind all that much. And she she hits the people's elbow, and people are like, oh, she's just doing her dad's move. I think she will do the rock bottom, or a variation of that. We did see Becky Lynch hit the rock bottom. I I don't know if that's, like, her new finisher or whatever, but... Uh.
0: I'm I'm just curious because, like you said, you know, if she starts using everything of her dad's, it diminishes him. You know, it's kind of hard, you know.
1: But Charlotte pretty much is like a female version of Ric Flair.
0: Yeah, but, I mean, but the thing is, since she kind of reinvented it into her own move, to me it's like...
1: I, I think it, it's unfair to kind of compare her to Charlotte and Ric Flair to The Rock and everything like that, because they're two completely different acts and The Rock is... Different eras and... The Rock is very charismatic he was athletic, he was a good enough wrestler, but he definitely was very reliant on the crowd being behind him and I don't know if she has that she seems like a a nice girl I've really seen a whole lot from her so I don't know exactly how charismatic she can be
0: she can't to me she can't uh, really speak well I watched the interview, and she, like, barely opens her fucking mouth.
1: But you could say the same about The Rock in his early days. You didn't really think he was going to be all that much, and then next thing you know, just something clicks, and he comes out with the right gimmick, and he's the biggest thing in the industry. I mean, but how long did it
0: take him? And he got paired with a nation really kind of...
1: If you look at it, The Rock's rise is, like, really astonishing. It's really fast. It's like a matter of three, four years. I guess he was wrestling like in Memphis, I think, but, I mean, everything happened so quickly. Like, he what, debuted in 96 of the Survivor Series and by 98, 99, he's main eventing WrestleMania.
0: Damn. And we're 25 doing a podcast in my bedroom. 26.
1: I'm not 26, Mary. Yeah, we're 25.
0: Get it right. Yeah, we Still 25. But you know what's funnier than 25? 21? Uh, you said the SpongeBob one, and he said the Vine one. That's funny.
1: So next up, we got B. B. Let's
0: talk about B, right, B?
1: Moving on. Got nothing okay. to say about that. Just a typo in the script. So yep. we talked about it beforehand, and I had to say it for the memes. Stop squeaking the toy, Mary. Then we got the location for WrestleMania 37. We might be going to Vegas in a few months. And we also might be going to Hollywood next year because WrestleMania will be in Inglewood. Shout out Tupac, RIP. As they go to SoFi Stadium, the new home of the LA Chargers and LA Rams. They will be the host of the Super Bowl next year, so WrestleMania getting going to jump on the Super Bowl. Uh, I knew it was going to be either LA or... Las Vegas, and when I realized that the Super Bowl was next year in L.A., it kind of made sense why they did this. Why did it make sense, Brandon? Because WrestleMania always, WWE always likes to be in those brand new stadiums before the Super Bowl does. So, okay, uh, uh, Levi Stadium, they hosted the Super Bowl the year after they hosted WrestleMania.
0: So let me ask you this: So does that Over mean the year, so
1: same year? We're going
0: to du- we're going to double or nothing again this year, correct? We, I mean, we bought tickets.
1: Breaking news: We have already bought tickets. Okay. So... Shout out to... Uh, Dominic's brother. I, I was trying to think of a gimmick name, but... It wasn't really coming to the mind. The Big Cheese.
0: No, because you're Cheese. So Nah, yeah, Dominic's brother is fine. Um, um, Job of the gut. So then... We come home, we do our thing. WrestleMania... Is before Double Nothing. We use
1: all of our... Las Vegas winnings on this Hollywood trip. And, to be honest, WrestleMania that's a much more expensive trip. Even though it might be in L.A., there's so much shit to do. And you were complaining about all the shit we did in Vegas with the meet and greets. It's tenfold and yeah, and, for WrestleMania and weekend. And I know you ain't doing all that shit. And
0: that's literally what I'm afraid of, is the fact that it's WrestleMania weekend. And... Like, like I, I've already heard... I heard what you went through for Levi Stadium.
1: And that was 2015. That was really before it started, like, really popping off where there was so much shit everywhere. Like, I... Like Evolve like there was Evolve and there was ROH, but there wasn't like Joey Ryan's penis party and fucking uh Joey Janela's spring break bash. There's not like all these different random indie stuff that's going on throughout the entire weekend. It's it's crazy now. There's there's Japanese places that have come over and doing shit so Oh my god. I'm getting, like, I'm I said this for I said this for Vegas. Just because we did all the shit last year and we can do it again this year doesn't mean you have to do all that shit. We can oh. just do the ones I want to do and you're stuck by yourself. I did it for Wrestlemania. I went to the Evolve show by myself. Goddamn barking spiders. I
0: don't know what you're talking about.
1: Did you hear something? Chili ball. So Dominic, are okay. you excited for your, as long as everything works out, job wise and whatever, are you ready for your first ever Wrestlemania?
0: No, I'm freaking out. That's still a whole year away.
1: Why are you scared? Because, like, I don't want to be disappointed. Trust me, it's very its very overwhelming, the planning and trying to figure out what you want, but there's, as much as I shit on WWE, there is really nothing like WrestleMania. It is a sight to behold. Especially when it's your first time. You never forget your first time.
0: I mean, you know, you took me to my first pay-per-view, You took me, you know.
1: I mean, you saw how crazy the Raw after WrestleMania was. Raw after WrestleMania, I think, is better than WrestleMania itself, but... And we'd have to go to that, too.
0: We would. We would. So that means we're staying in L.A. for leaving Tuesday night?
1: Just like we're doing for Vegas this year. Great. I'm gonna be broke. We stay in the same place we did for uh, Survivor Series? Somewhere different. Maybe a little cheaper.
0: Well, I mean, it's not at Staples Center, so why would I want st- to fucking...
1: Raw would be at Staple Center. The Hall of Fame would be at Staple Center. Takeover would be at Staple Center.
0: We just Uber to
1: the stadium? Maybe. It's a whole year away. Oh, we're going to start planning already. Uh, the tickets, I think, almost sell like November, so we got, we got a little ways away, but it, it does creep up on you. I want good seats, Brandon, okay. I, I told you how much my tickets were for Levi's Stadium. I can't imagine how much they are for Los Angeles. Cheaper. Okay, I mean, the ones I think I got were 800 each. Oh. <coughs> what? What? $800 each. Each? I mean, technically, that wasn't that much more than what I paid for these Hell in a Cell seats. I mean, maybe they're. How like, much did you pay for each? What? Like 500 That's not That's not bad. For being on the floor and getting a chair, that's not bad, in my opinion. I did get a chair at WrestleMania. Very last row, too. But. On the con side. When Wait, we, how did
0: you get a chair at Wrestle? I thought you sat up in the bleachers. No, you
1: didn't. Dominic, so like, how many times have you come over to my house? And we did a podcast. And you sat on a WrestleMania chair. Yeah. yeah. You sat on the floor. Kinda on the floor. It was like the in between between the stands and the floor. What? What do you think? I just gave some guy fifty bucks and he gave me a chair. Yeah. No, I was gonna say it was great. Last row of seats. And then we were waiting for the person to cut the plastic off, and then some guy throws up and get a little splash on the back of my leg. <laughs> it wasn't like, you know, full, chunky, you can see what he had for dinner or anything. It was almost like soup. Very, very similar <laughs> to...
0: Just wait till we go to Vegas this year, bro. We're gonna get fucked up. I'm gonna be throwing up everywhere.
1: And Dominic's paying for the uh, cleaning ladies. Yep. Alright, then... The topless uh, ones? This is not confirmed yet, but there is a rumor and innuendo swirling, so we don't really spend too much about this. Apparently, we have two new, or I guess three new, inductees into the Hall of Fame. We have, allegedly, the Bella Twins. Congratulations on the pregnancies. And then someone who very rarely wrestled for WWE, Jushin Thunder Liger, who just retired this year at the Tokyo Dome. Okay.
0: Are they inducting... Liger, just because it's, you know, he's a. He
1: is the goat. He is on that top, maybe Mount Rushmore, if that's what you want to say, because that's what people love to do, of light heavyweight wrestlers. I say Ray is up there. he probably goes like Ray, Dynamite Kid, Tiger Mask are like the three that are kind of untouchable. Mm-hmm. Maybe like Ray and Tiger Mask are like the untouchable ones. And then I think Liger is definitely in that upper first tier, you know top of the very second tier or whatever
0: so would you induct like you said he very I think he may be a very small window he was with he WWE wrestled
1: a few years ago at a takeover against Tyler Breeze very odd matchup but the match was very good and he also wrestled a few times or maybe like once or twice like in a joint show with New Japan and WWF back in like the 90s or 80s so he hasn't really wrestled, but I mean he's a legend.
0: But so so then you're saying if there, you, you
1: know do you know how many technical like people that have wrestled that are in the WWE Hall of Fame that never really wrestled for them? There's I, a lot.
0: I'm sure there's a lot, but I'm just saying though. I mean, don't you feel like this is more of just them being like, you know, he's just retired. Let's get him in there. we were running out of people. Blah blah blah.
1: You know. Yeah, I mean it's Ju liger he I don't know how well of English he s- uh, speaks but he's not gonna go up there and pull a hillbilly gym and talk for 45 minutes
0: what if he actually just takes off his mask and he's just you know thank you I appreciate that like he's just fun- some liger says no I'm not gonna
1: be racist today. only Oscar says only Oscar does that right Oscar <laughs> shout out Oscar great YouTube channel shout out Kanachon TV you should definitely check it out I, I do actually yeah what's your favorite video? The one when she's playing Mario Kart. I like the one where she gets like some weird Japanese like cabbage shredder thing. Watched about twenty minutes of Asuka shredding cabbage. Twenty minutes I'll never get back.
0: And Oreo's fucking the toy.
1: (laughs) Happy Valentine's Day. Now, (laughs) let's move on to the raw recap. We have speaking Oscar. Becky Lynch faces Asuka for the WWE Raw Women's Championship. Very good match. I thought it was better than the match at Royal Rumble. And maybe on par with the match that had at Royal Rumble last year, Becky wins with the rock bottom. So, pretty much ending that feud. And then, we get the debut, or return, however you want to call it, of Shayna Baszler. He, uh, she beats down Becky Lynch, chokes her out. I thought all was fine and well. It's like, okay, Shayna's come back, they're going to do the feud, it's going to be great. And then, she turns her over, and takes a chunk out of her neck, with the fakest looking blood you've ever seen, and then, we're off to the races. Dominic, your thoughts on vampire Shayna Baszler?
0: How mad would you be if that was the gimmick now?
1: I'd be very mad, because I love Shayna Baszler, I think she is so great, she's older, but I mean... She does what she does very well, and I am scared that Vince McMahon looks at her and says she has Take no she has no gimmick. She's not hot. What are you supposed to do with her? I know. Let's have her fucking Mike Tyson. Becky Lynch
0: I mean, let's be honest here. We already know Rhonda's gonna come back and screw Shane. Do we know this? Yes. I know it. I talk to Rhonda every day. We're besties. Shout, Rhonda. I love you, girl.
1: Travis Brown's coming for you.
0: Yeah, I won't be surprised if I'm dead tomorrow. Um, I'm just saying, I I feel like that would be poetic justice. To see Rhonda come out, screw Shayna, because she wants to beat Becky for the title, not Shayna.
1: I don't think Rhonda's coming back right now. I think she will come back eventually. I am of the opinion I think Shayna should win the title. I think choke out Becky have something for Becky to do, maybe... I don't know if her and Seth are getting married like after WrestleMania, and they can go off and have a month hiatus or something, but... uh Yeah, I did not like this. I thought everything was good. I thought everything was great up until the bite.
0: I'm, I, eh, it's something...
1: I, I don't like it, but... It's like the XFL. I'm gonna wait till I f- judge it fully until next week and the week after because if it... You know, one time is an accident, second time is a trend, and then third time is a gimmick.
0: So basically you're saying if she bites another person, you're done. Yes. Okay.
1: And then uh, throughout the show, we get some segments where Becky Lynch... What The other thing that was really stupid is she commandeers an ambulance instead of just being a normal person and just getting in the back of the ambulance. But now she has to be a Becky bitch about it. Oh, sounds like someone's turning on Becky now, huh? I call it how I see it. We're going to talk about the Randy Orton segment. Do you know how I feel about Randy Orton? Maybe I'll uh, say something positive. Maybe? I don't know. Is that what's next? It could be what happens next. We have Randy Orton yeah. come out. He was going to do his apology promo or whatever. And then Matt Hardy comes out, the brother of ya boy. Jeff Hardy, I haven't seen Jeff Hardy in a while. Is he uh, still injured? I don't know what's going on. Really. I don't know, but uh, Matt Hardy comes out and he cuts a promo c- talking about how why could Randy do this? He is such good friends with Edge. They've been to the highest of highs, the lowest of lows. And then Randy Orton goes to attack him. Matt, being the smart, savvy veteran, pushes him off, fights him off a little bit, but then Randy Orton lays him out, hits him with the concerto. Matt Hardy says thank you, WWE on Twitter. Rumor is he's leaving this would be the perfect way to write him off I'm very happy and surprised that they gave him such a spotlight and it also was a very good segment all the way around do you think
0: he goes to AEW or back to the indies or do you think this is his way of fading away class of himself as obsolete just going home being with the kids and Revy or does he join creative and works for the
1: WWE I don't think he's going to stay with WWE. Maybe it's him working the marks because that's what Matt loves to do. But if he were to work in creative or producing, I don't know if they would have done it this severely. I think maybe they could have done something else. Or I think they would have used him a little bit more throughout his entire run. And I think Matt still has – he's doing a lot of stuff on YouTube still. So he's still playing into the broken gimmick. And I think he still wants to do stuff. So, the obvious pick is he goes to AW, and he's the leader of the Dark Order. I don't exactly know if that's what he's going to do, but I would be very interested to see what Might Hardy does with the Dark Order, because if there's one person I would have faith in, it'd be him.
0: Well, I mean, being that he's been in there for so long, and, you know, being that he'd probably have free free reign on his character, I'm sure I'm sure that's what's going to happen. I don't see him going anywhere else.
1: Now that it seems like the run is over... What were your thoughts on Matt Hardy? Jeff Hardy, since he is out with injury, I think they're going to do the Dana Bryan thing where his contract just gets rolled over for so long because he's been out for so long. But they come back, WrestleMania in Orlando, massive pop, maybe the best part of the whole entire show. They come back, we saw them like a month or two after they win the titles and they're champions. It was a great moment because... Have you ever seen Jeff Hardy till that point? Or was that like the second or third time you've ever seen him? Um, Whatever, thinking, it was a very big thinking, moment for Dominic because Dominic thinking. loves him. Some Hardy boys. And then... They just kind of fade away, classify themselves as obsolete. They don't really do anything. Jeff gets some push, and then Matt really yeah. didn't do anything, and I think it was definitely a waste.
0: Well, no. So, no, it was... They were all champions. They got split up. Jeff got the United States title, made him a... Was a but Grand we're Slam? we mostly
1: talking about Matt.
0: Well, But I'm just saying, Matt... It's always been like that for Matt. Everybody wanted Jeff just because Jeff was the different one. Jeff was... The one jumping off the top rope more and doing the more flippity doobies and all that kind of stuff, and also smoking the doobies, um, and driving, and driving, and drinking, and crack, and steroids. Anyways, anyways, um, I'm I'm not trying to say Matt, I my honest opinion, a great feud would have been Matt as an Intercontinental Champion with any of those mid carters
1: in my opinion. So you saying that it was a waste that Matt didn't get more. Spotlight because he could have given back to the other guys. Yeah, I mean, he's you know, definitely not a world-renowned worker. He never really was, but his body definitely is showing that it's breaking down. And I think he could have done something with him. I mean, he's a very smart guy. He can do a lot with very little. Yeah, I mean, I think. I mean, hell, he doesn't even need to
0: win any of the matches. You, he, he's a great worker. But I think I'm not gonna, and I'm not gonna say WWE screwed him. I think their plans were more Hardy boy related. And I think Jeff getting hurt and then also all the personal issues, I think kind of just derailed it. And they're like, yo, Matt, you can job out, but you know, like we wanted you and your brother, not just you.
1: They did do the whole broken, woken Matt Hardy. There was even the short lived tag team with him and Bray Wyatt. I don't know if it's Vince not getting the gimmick, Matt not doing or Matt not getting creative control or what is another but sad to see Matt leave but I'm hoping that he can do stuff uh, moving forward
0: I wish the la- if this was going to be the last time we were going to see him I wish they would have played slap-, slap a Tornado one more time
1: is that his V1 theme? yes why don't you just say his V1 theme
0: because I actually know the name of the fucking song it's called Slap a Tornado
1: oh yeah yeah no stop you- you're not going to sing the rest? I can Oh, because. Or tornado. Oh, okay. I never really re- like yeah. listened or really thought about what the opening line is. I just think yeah. of.
0: Oh yeah.
1: Oh yeah. Yes, studio audience. Okay. What what's going on? I, I what am I reading here? I think the studio audience is trying to show us some hotel fees or whatever. Oh. But yet we're going on Memorial Day. We're going on Memorial Day weekend, so there really is no sale. Yep. There's only a sale for like. That's why every time I showed you stuff. The Monday was free because that's not really a holiday. The sale
0: is we're going to a nightclub, getting riggedy riggedy rigged. Brandon's gonna get a hooker.
1: If we're going to a nightclub, I want to earn it.
0: You really think you can earn it?
1: Hey, you, you shove enough uh, slush puppies down a broad's throat, you never know what's gonna happen.
0: So you're actually gonna be buying chicks drinks. You're gonna uh, be like, "Hey, I'm Brandon." Hey, I didn't say a drink? I Drink?
1: I didn't say you're nothing. Cheap. Exactly. I didn't say shit about buying anything. I said they start. They drink on their own. I ain't supplying shit. All you gotta do,
0: and 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 this is what I, this is what I've seen from a lot of Because uh, you know I like watching old movies with De Niro. This movie called Casino. You know, if they give you drinks for free when you're gambling. Just find find a broad. You know, sit down. Play yes,
1: a- Dominic. I know how casinos work, and they give you free drinks. I've been doing my studying on the Las Vegas stuff.
0: Oh, but I'm just saying. find find a chick and add, you know, hey, you want to gamble together? You know, just get her drunk and, you know.
1: Give her a hot Cosby. (laughs)
0: Yes, give her. (laughs) All right. uh, Maybe whip out your new phone. Oh, wait, you don't got one.
1: Moving on, we got Seth Rollins continuing his shit with uh, Samoa Joe and Kevin Owens and all that other good fun stuff. Drew McIntyre appears on the MVP VIP lounge. Good for him, but the biggest news of all, we have a new... 24-7 24-7 champion in Riddick Moss. He pins Mojo Raleigh Dominic is Riddick Moss getting a push to the moon, and he's going to main event next year's WrestleMania in Hollywood.
0: Highly doubt it. The thing I was going to say was I thought MVP was dumb in WWE.
1: In the rink. Apparently he's going to move to a producer role backstage. Oh, okay. okay.
0: But uh, I don't believe in Rawley. So
1: we got Anhel Garza defeating Cedric Alexander, continuing the Garza... Uh, what's his cousin's name? Come on, you got it. I don't got it. I see the dimples, but I can't see the face. Humberto Carillo. Oh. There we go. Uh, Rhea Ripley defeats Sarah Logan, continuing that stuff. Uh, Ricochet defeats Bobby Lashley, which shows he can beat a big, strong boy. Anything from all that stuff?
0: No, not really. uh,
1: Then let's talk about AEW. We'll talk about NXT in a little bit. They start off with Hangman, Adam Page, and Kenny Omega defeating SCU to retain the tag team championships. No real uh, dissension. Not really teasing that storyline right now. Doesn't mean they're going to. Maybe they're moving past it. But, good, solid opener. I'm.
0: I'm actually counting down the days to a receipt hangman turn on Omega. Because, you know, that... actually, you know, I take that back. They probably want everybody to think. Uh, Adam Page is gonna turn but I bet you Kenny turns cause he says you know what I'm sick of your shit and it attacks the fuck out of him and then the o are going like Kenny what the fuck and then you know
1: yeah. Omega and Page are gonna face the Lucha Bros next week that match should be really really good yeah. then we get Dustin Rhodes defeating Sammy Guevara uh, then Dustin challenges Jake Hager that match will take place at Revolution in Chicago so finally Jake Hager will have his first match in AEW
0: god it took him long enough shit lazy ass
1: Brit Baker continues her stellar heel work. She cuts another one of those uh, stage promos with Tony Schiavone. Still, I don't understand why she lost last week. Just, she's been losing so many matches up until that point to lose another one. And she's definitely their biggest, most pushed woman star. i have enjoying her, but I just didn't understand. Still, that decision last week for her to lose.
0: I mean, I, I think that's the one thing that we talk about constantly on this podcast. So what are they doing with with their women's division?
1: Well, they, they, they really have a to... new AEW women's champion as Nyla Rose defeats Riho, and I thought a really good match, maybe the best women's match of the uh, company's history. Mm-hmm. Not saying a whole lot, but I thought it was really good. Riho kicks out of a bunch of power moves by Nyla, but then Nyla finally hits her finisher and pins her. So now with Nyla, the heel, being champion going forward, who does she face? Because Riho is really the only babyface, that really mattered. Yes, there's uh, awesome Kong out there, but she kind of got written off television because of injuries or maybe some glow stuff. Yeah. I don't... The I thought Allie could have been a nice little foil for her, but she's a heel and not even wrestling. Brandy's out there, but...
0: Maybe we have a new signing, maybe? Maybe a surprise return? Maybe a surprise, you know, debut? You they know. throw the
1: bag at Tony Storm, as I've been saying. They need a yes. poach some women's wrestlers from NXT. I, I,
0: I would 100% agree to that.
1: Then, any thoughts on Nyla Rose being champion? She's still pretty green, but I, I think I would have k- still kept it on Riho because I think she has been used a whole lot, but when she is out there, she really does connect to the crowd.
0: I mean... If you want my honest opinion, I, I'm afraid to give it, so I'm not going to say anything on it. But I will say that you know, if they want her to succeed as a champion, they need to make sure her opponent, her next, her first opponent, can help her put on a great match. She's been in some matches where we've been like, "Are you freaking kidding me?" And they really need whoever they feud her with. They really need to make sure they drive home the point that this women's division is something to behold.
1: She was feuding with the Nightmare Collective, and that seems to be written off TV. Do you think this is a way to kind of transition to Chris Statlander? Have just two big women go at it and have Chris win and now she can be the focal point of the division? Because that's kind of the only real babyface I can think of at the moment. Well, yeah,
0: because... Or Riho, but you're not going to have... They're not going to go back to that immediately.
1: Um, Yeah, I guess you're right. Then we get MJF defeating Jungle Boy in a decent match. MJF uh, is book strong here. Brandy Rose seemingly is not a part of the Nightmare Collective. She it was all a bad dream. Yep. And she's on commentary. Does fine. But MJF continues and the cage match between Wardlow and Cody happens next week. Any shenanigans? Does Cody just pin him? Does he lose? Does there... can't have a disqualification.
0: Is there any... If he loses, is there any like, oh, he doesn't get the match or
1: anything? I don't think so. It's just he has to have a match. So I think you put over Wardlow. I think you have MJF yeah, get involved. Why not? Uh, I hope they don't do the stupid WWE rules where you can leave the cage. I hope it's a real old-school, you-got-to-win pinfall inside the cage. I would like that. I would really like, I like that, that, too. And then finally, we have John Moxley defeating Santana. Santana sat down with JR uh, and talked about his dad actually being blind. What? And this was a very good promo if Santana was a babyface. I made mean, him very sympathetic, and I... I don't understand why you, why you did it. In this day and age, heels and babyfaces really doesn't matter as much. But I think with Moxley being the top guy in the company, you probably want you don't want every, you want everybody behind him when he's in a main event match like this. I mean, I don't know. I the, the, this whole storyline, I
0: I understand the eye patch. I just don't understand like how does this fit in? You know, what I like. I don't know if I'm explaining this well. Like, I understand, you know, he got the the eye injury. But, like, how long is he going to be having this stupid eye patch on for?
1: I hope it crescendos to where, like, the go-home show that he just takes it off and says that he's 100% healthy. Uh, the uh-huh. eye patch, I, I wasn't really a fan of it from the start because it seemed very gimmicky. Like, we all know he's not going to actually blind him. And then, on top of that, John Moxley doing stuff in... New Japan, where he's having these long, vicious, sweaty fights where the eye patch comes off, and you can clearly see his eye is completely fine. I think it was last week that he had a different eye patch where it was more like secure, where it didn't move at all, and I was yeah. like, okay, that's cool. It, at least you're going to protect the eye so you don't yeah. uh, kill the gimmick, but then he just goes right back to the regular eye patch, so I don't know if it was like, uncomfortable, or what it was, but... Because my thing is, like, don't you think it would
0: be I would say better to be like oh, like oh this thing you take it off and it's not like I've been healthy the whole time or I you know I'm officially healed or whatever I'd be like oh I just thought it looked cool and he just takes it off oh I'm fine you know like something like that but I I don't know how to feel I don't I kind of don't like the eye patch gimmick but you know
1: whatever. In the middle of the show, Chris Jericho cut a promo saying that next week Jeff Cobb is going to be on AEW and he's going to face John Moxley. But we actually saw Jeff Cobb at the end of the show, and he attacks John Moxley. So next week, we're going to get Jeff Cobb taking on John Moxley. Shout out APW. Got some APW footage of Jeff Cobb. Very high on him. Uh, seen him multiple times out here in the Bay Area. So I'm happy that he's got this gig. Uh, I don't know exactly what the deal is with him. Maybe it's going to be uh, very short-lived, a few appearances, and then he leaves. So maybe he does the job to Moxley, Jericho gets angry, and then Moxley or Jeff Cobb can attack Sammy or do something or another, and he turns babyface. Because I do think Jeff is a better babyface than a heel. I don't really know his promo skills because he really doesn't have to do it on the indie scene. So very, very happy for Jeff Cobb, and hopefully he delivers next week and gets Moxley. Really excited for that match. I'm actually very surprised that
0: somebody so local to us got called up. Even if it's just for a sh- short period
1: of time, I'm very surprised. There's Jungle Boy. Jungle Boy is technically more underground than Jeff Cobb is. I'm not
0: saying underground, I'm just saying from local APW. Is Jungle
1: Boy from APW? Yes, he's wrestled multiple times on APW. Oh, I, didn't,
0: I I'd never been to an APW show, no one ever invited me. So, you know.
1: I mean, I did invite you to a Matt Hardy show, but somebody didn't allow you. It's okay. Could have saw Rebby Sky... You know, it uh, it's all good in the hood, brother. As I burped into the microphone because I thought it was muted. You're welcome. You're, you're turning into me, I, bro. I know, I pulled the Dominic. So now, in the end, we're not going to talk about NXT. We're going to talk maybe some things that happened, but we have an NXT TakeOver Portland. Not on Saturday like the normal era, mm-hmm. but on Sunday. So... This should be a very good show, as they normally always are. Yes, they, are. they have a street fight between Dakota Kai taking on Tegan Nox. A very interesting build with them having a match a few weeks ago, and Tegan Nox wins pretty decisively. 50 booking, Brandon. Pretty Predictive. cleanly. I do think that Dakota Kai will get the victory. Uh, I think you build her back up. I still don't understand why you did that to, in the beginning. I think I would go with Dakota Kai. It is a street fight. You can have her cheat and do a little other shit, but uh, this build has been kind of weird and kind of stop and start.
0: I want Tegan to win, but I think Dakota's going to win. So,
1: Then the NXT Tag Team Championships, we get the Undisputed Era, Red Dragon, Bobby Fish, and Kyle O'Reilly taking on the Broserweights, Pete Dunn and Matt Riddle. They did a buddy cop segment throughout this week's NXT where the Broserweights were trying to figure out a way to get the Dusty Cup all the way to Portland and Matt Riddle being his lovely stoner self. It was funny. I don't think this is the best way to really push them. It's not my—it's not my favorite thing in the world, but I mean, if it's very Kurt Angle-esque to where Matt Riddle can be so funny, but just because he can cause But not yeah, should
0: be so dangerous, though. Yes, I mean, think, I mean if you're gonna consider him Kurt Angle-esque, I mean Kurt Angle is a multi-time world champion, so gotta give it to him.
1: Shoot, fight between Matt Riddle in his prime and Kurt Angle in his prime? Kurt Angle. MMA rules. Matt Riddle, then. Okay, okay. So, they just... Two guys get drunk in a bar. Who's winning? Matt Riddle. Okay. I said shoot fighting, you said Kurt Angle at the beginning, so... A wrestling match. a mat, uh, amateur wrestling match. Tacos. Okay. Uh, I think the Bruiserweights get the job done, I think they win, I think they're... I haven't told the story yet, but I think they're starting to tell the story of Undisputed Era losing their titles and maybe some dissension will start. I think in the end, the bros whites so will break up Pete Dunne, turns on Riddle, have a feud, maybe at SummerSlam? I think you hold off till that long, I don't know, but your thoughts on the match? You know, I think if they want to
0: tell the story of Undisputed Era crumbling, you would have to have maybe Adam Cole, most likely Rod- uh, Rod- uh, Roderick St- Strong, But one of them to kind of maybe kind of screw them over, maybe come out trying to help them and you end up costing them, and that can be this. And that that's why I say most likely strong is just so then, um, you know, because he lost his North American title, maybe he comes out because he knows like, oh, I can't let you guys lose too, and he ends up screwing them, and then that's when you have the original undisputed era turn on strong, and then you can bring in your newest member, which is probably gonna be. Uh, maybe maybe it is a Pete Dunne, maybe it's a Matt Riddle, maybe it's somebody, some random motherfucker, I don't know. But I don't On- see I don't see them losing these titles to Pete Dunne and Matt Riddle without some type of screwing over from their own selves.
1: On NXT, we didn't really talk about Velveteen Dream coming back last week, but they continue with that feud. Velveteen Dream will face Roderick Strong, I don't know why they're going the route of Velveteen Dream saying he's going to fuck his wife and become his son's new daddy. Not really babyface-ish, but it's it's Dream. Eh,
0: I mean, those tights are fucking on fleek, though.
1: Super on fleek, bro. I didn't know it was 2017. Bringing it back, baby. I think even then it was dated. Bringing it back. Alright, moving on. Did you give an official prediction on his predator or You said Brozoites. Yeah. Okay, just making sure. Uh, then we get, I think a lot of people's pick for show stealer. We get the studio audience's favorite wrestler, Finn Balor, taking on Johnny Gargano. I think they've been doing a good job. I think this will be a really good match. I don't think it'll be the best match of the show. However, I will go with Finn Balor. I think they're going to push him strong, especially with who I think the new champion will be. I think they're going to want to have some strong heels, and Finn is doing that. I, I don't know how long they can keep it up I think he's kind of the male version of uh, Io Shirai he's a badass heel that everyone loves and yes he might be doing some dastardly things but he's so cool that it's really hard to boo him
0: I mean is that with like most heels nowadays it's hard to boo him unless it's like you know Baron I think Corbin or you something know there's like MJF
1: Baron Corbin Seth Rollins I think they've been it, it can show that you can there can be heels in wrestling maybe you can, everyone can't be MJF but I think everyone can be Seth Rollins yeah and I like that. Uh, then we get, well, first off, we, we'll well, we do the North American Championship. The North American Championship, Keith Lee, the champion, takes on Dominic Dijakovic. I think this could be a show stealer. They've had crazy matches. They've had matches in PWG. I don't think it's going to be that crazy, but two big burly boys going at it. I will ke- uh, keep the title on Keith Lee. I think it would be a fantastic match. don't think it's going to be any shenanigans but just going to go out there and have a fantastic match. Maybe a little short, so maybe it could be a little spotty. I mean,
0: I've never seen any of their indie shows. Um, I mean, I'll go with Keith Lee just because I think it would be way too soon for him to drop the title, but I do see him maybe dropping it around WrestleMania maybe just so then he can be in the Andre the Giant Battle Royal.
1: I could see Keith Lee dropping it because maybe they... Oh, got to call him up. But I think he can just keep the title on him. I think he can do double duty. But I don't think he's going to get called up or transferred. Because Triple H said it's not a call-up. Everyone's on equal footing over there. Uh, Bullshit. The paychecks are not the same. But we ask this every time. Might not be a pay-per-view, but it is a takeover event. Dominic, what is the main event? Will it be the women's title match or the men's title match? I think it's going to be the men's, Brandon. So then we have the women's NXT title match, Charlotte Flair, your girl. They've been teasing a feud between Rhea Ripley and Charlotte. Charlotte hasn't given her official declaration here. She will be in attendance to see a Rhea Ripley defender title against Bianca Belair. I hope it's straightforward, good match, uh, Rhea wins. I do not want to see a triple threat match. As long as, as much as I am high on Bianca, just give us a singles match. We don't need a repeat of last year.
0: What happens if it's a repeat of next year? Or last year, I mean. And
1: then it's a repeat of last year, I'll say, why can't you just have a straight-up one-on-one match? One-on-one matches are better than triple threat matches. But and would everyone's that, gotta would
0: get that the mean NXT titles defended at WrestleMania or would it be defended at NXT?
1: Well, we will have to stay tuned and find okay. out, Dominic. Okay, okay. Your thoughts on the match. Does Charlotte get involved? I do not think Charlotte gets involved. I think she legitimately sits back and watches...
0: But I do see Rhea winning cleanly, and I'm
1: clingy. Especially after somebody bought you a new iPhone. Yep. In the main event, we have the NXT Men's Championship. Adam Cole, Bebe the champion, defends his title against Tommaso Ciampa. Uh, Should be a very good match. Don't know how long, if they're going to try to go that epic 30-minute match that they do with Cole and Gargano. I thought Ciampa cut a good promo, but it wasn't the... Go home, babyface promo. I got to win to, you know, save my life and save my family and everything like that. I thought it was a good promo, but I don't think he's winning to here. We might get some shenanigans. Maybe you could tell the story of Undisputed being very desperate because the tag team titles were lost, so now they have to at least keep one title. But I think Cole wins by hook and by crook, which means we're going to get the rematch in Tampa Bay, and I think that's where... You give Champ- Champa the title. And you call up Adam Cole after that. Transfer, Dominic. Transfer,
0: God, whatever. You're like my math teacher, shit. Which one? I've only had two separate ones.
1: Your entire academic career, you've only had two math teachers.
0: Oh, I, I are just talking about high school.
1: Well, you said math teacher and say my high school math teacher. It's like my high school math teacher. Oh, who would it be? Mr. Joe. Huh, Mr. Joe? Yeah. You know, I... Random thought, but I was watching a video about the ninth anniversary of Friday. Remember oh. Friday? Mm-hmm. Gotta get down on Friday? Mm-hmm. Every time I hear or think about that song, I always think about Mr. Jaw because the motherfucker would sing it like it's almost Friday, every fucking Friday bad. and it would piss me the hell off. Yep. Yeah. So shout out Mr. Joe. Calves of Steel. Goals. Calf goals, calf goals. Yes. Uh your thoughts on the title match. Um
0: I do like the idea of how you said, you know, they get desperate after losing the titles and everything. But what if they retain the titles and Adam Cole loses his title? You never know. See, there's so many so many things that can go on. I don't know. It how could to happen
1: end. but I just don't feel as though it's the crescendo that they've really been on. Yes, Ciampa loves Goldie, He wants to get it back, but I just don't feel as though it's the right moment. I think you okay. wanna have it okay. at WrestleMania, okay. have that big moment. Yeah.
0: I think I have to agree with that. My my uh, idea um, is somewhat near yours, so it means no point really to
1: explain it. I agree with your statement. And on that note, we are done with the podcast, Dominic. I now you have a new phone. It's gonna be hard to check the emails and everything. So we're just gonna assume that nobody emailed or DM'd us. Cause I mean, let's be honest, nobody does. Let's
0: be honest. I mean, you could just keep talking about some bullshit, and I can just. Open it with my face real quick, and you know, oh look, Antonio Brown talking to John Gurdon. Okay,
1: Dominic, your uh, thoughts on Face ID compared to Touch ID? Were you scared? of am not having the home button. Yes, and terrified. Your, your first impressions thus far? Um, kind of annoying. And it can be a little bit annoying, especially if you're like laying in bed. It's a little dark. It uh, is very annoying at times, but it also is uh, very convenient at times as well. So it's uh, why is it convenient? Because It's very easy. You just kind of look at it, you swipe up, and it's you don't have to like barely move your, your thumb or anything like that. It's it's simple, it's easy, more secure. Because your twin could, I don't know, steal your fingerprint or something. No, that is true. Let's do a dick print.
0: Yeah, and you were right. No, uh, no emails. Unfortunately, I'm checking the spam though. You never know. Maybe some maybe got put
1: in the spam. Nope, no emails. If you would like to email us, you would go to curveballandcs at gmail com Slide into the Instagram, or we have Instagram.
0: Oh, let me check Twitter. Maybe someone didn't last time. You can slide minute. into the see. Twitter
1: DMs Let's or see. ask us a question on the Book of Faces. But nope. more than likely, we probably don't have anything. So thank you all very much. Well, Go ahead in. On,
0: let me check Facebook. You never know.
1: We have gone an hour and 30 minutes. I think last week might have been our longest podcast to date, besides, I think, the Vegas recap show, which was very long. Yes. This one is up there. Maybe <laughs> our longest regular podcast we've ever done. It was very fun, talked a lot of things, covered a vast array. It's been a while since we talked NBA basketball, and we were able to do it, talk about every single person or every single thing on the docket. February, normally a dead time for sports. A lot going on. But now with the XFL and going on the March, March will be a very important month for the XFL with March Madness, NBA playoffs, and NHL playoffs almost going to happen, so the sports... Docket is going to be very full. In the month of March, cannot wait, cannot wait for Vegas, Dominic. We're almost there, almost booked everything. Ah, uh, yeah. You feel a bit more calmer now that we've done this before. Not as overwhelmed and anxiety fueled as you were last year. Now that you've been on a plane and you've been there, done that, and planned A wee bit.
0: Yeah. I'm not a uh, pent up. This is going to be. The, I mean, you are not going with us technically. You're going to go on the. You're. We're leaving Friday. You're leaving Saturday. So technically.
1: You know, when we get closer, when everything's all planned out, we, we will give you guys the full itinerary. Yeah, exactly. Because your boy, hopefully, is going to graduate this semester. Hopefully. Let's so. get this fucked over again. They did throw a wrench in I our plans. kind of get fucked over so you can leave Friday with us, but, you know, that's just, you know, whatever. Wow. I will know by the end of this week if I'm graduating or not. So, there you go. Crossing my fingers. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Thank you very much. That'll do it for us for today, and until next time, I've been Brandon and That's been Don the Cops, and that's been the studio audience, and that's been the mascot. And goodbye, and goodnight. Uh, Bye-bye.